You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. We are the Sacred Collective. All are respected, all are heard, all are welcomed. Join us. We going? Yep. Sweet. Ooh, that was nice, Ava. Way to go. Um, welcome to the Sacred Collective. We're doing a, a mini-sode, mini-sode, however you say it. Um, if you do hear a little child in the background, it's my daughter. Um, and like we've said before, it's real and raw. It's, it's life, right, mm-hmm. Caleb? That's right. Um, so we're here with Caleb today. We're doing these little kind of meet the people of of Sacred Collective. Um, woo! We get some background noise. Ava, do you want to say hi? Come here. Do you want to say hi? Say hi into the microphone. Come here. Ava, say hi into the microphone. Ready? Say hi. Hi. Say Sacred Collective. Hi. Say Sacred. Sick. Collective. Cake. Good job, Ava. Okay, can you bring this back into mommy? This is real and raw, guys. It's in its unedited form. It'd be something if we did script that. That'd be pretty impressive. That would be cool. Yeah. Um. So, Caleb, what? How did you find out about the Sacred Collective, and what made you um, be a part of this community? Yeah, um, it's interesting. I'm I'm not big on. Uh, I used to be really into ideas like synchronicity and divine intervention. Well, I guess initially divine intervention and that transform more into like a new agey kind of synchronicity thing. Now I've kind of, I've gotten to the point where I'm more materialistic, but it, it would almost seem like a God thing as some evangelicals and, and other uh, more traditional Christians might say. But it was at a time in my life when I was very, um, at the peak of an impassioned search for, for uh, spiritual community. When I moved out here uh, to Minnesota and to connect with Jay Baker at Revolution Church, and I met you maybe, I don't know, the second or third week that mm-hmm. I was there at Revolution, and uh, I knew that you, you and maybe you were a face that I'd seen a couple times there or something, and I knew that you, that you were uh, something of a fixture, as much, as much as you can have a fixture at Revolution, the small, small community that we have there uh, physically. And um, I think you approached me about coming to a Sacred Collective meeting, which at that point was just a group of people and not a podcast, uh, less, I guess, organized and scheduled than it is now. And um, and so, yeah, you invited me, and I came, and I was like, I really like this vibe, and then I asked if we could record it. And the first week we recorded it, it was fully unusable. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still have that on my computer. We could release that as, like, bonus material or something. It would be unlistenable, though. It's just... Uh, microphone set up on a table with a bunch of people just chattering around mm-hmm. it and lots of background noises and stuff. But you live and you learn. You live and you learn. And um, so that's how I first got connected with you. And since then, we've become close friends, I would say. Found it. Um, and yeah, it was, it was at a time in my life when, and, and I have since then kind of honed in more on the specific expressions of my interest in involvement with uh, spiritual communities and things like that, I guess, or even, I don't know, spiritual even seems a little bit a little bit too specific of a term to me, but uh, communities that were interested in a conversation around spirituality and around Christianity. And so it, it, it stuck, I guess, for me. Revolution stuck, Sacred Collective stuck, these are the things that didn't stick. And uh, almost two years later, here we are, I guess. That's my synopsis. It makes me excited too that, because um, it's always tough when there's so many, there's so many different flavors of 
Christianity or faith communities out at least in America and mm-hmm. especially the Twin Cities were one of the most I think I forget what reputable news site it was in but like the Twin Cities has is one of the most spiritually like open to whatever like new things and not just Christianity but Buddhism Hindu like whatever whatever mm-hmm. whatever religion you think you can think of like the Twin Cities has it so when I hear people like yourself and others who want to be part of the sacred collective where I would say are our bent is towards Christianity and mm-hmm. towards Jesus, um, within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talk makes, about and around it. That's yeah. For sure. But I'm excited that you know people like you and others actually want to be a part of this community. And yes, mm-hmm. we're a small community, but we're still a community nonetheless. You know, a funny a funny part of the puzzle that just kind of popped in my head uh, while you were talking that I didn't mention is like you're talking about faith communities and stuff like that. Is when I first, uh, I think our first podcast related interaction was me wanting to interview you for air oh, grievances yeah. Yep. yeah that was that was almost two years ago man geez that goes by fast yeah and um and i thought you were <laughs> i thought you were so hip for being a universalist and like <laughs> look where i am now man you know like you really thought that two years yeah ago? i was it- yeah i still believe fully in hell and wow yeah so so yeah, it's uh, just using the term faith community made that pop in my head is like, yeah, this is a faith community even though I've fully redefined how I approach oh, terms yeah. like that. Me too. Yeah. It's funny how we use these terms interchangeably where when you say faith community, you'll have like your evangelical grandparent mm-hmm. or parent say it. They'll mean it one way and we yeah. mean it the other way. So and you it's know, almost it's, like we're taking back these Taking them back, yeah, 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 reclaiming. And it, it is as much, to me, it is as much a community of faith as it is a community of doubt. Oh, absolutely. And that is just, I think, just as valuable, if not more, and just as, to use a Christian term, edifying as a community of faith, as a community of doubt. And, and we don't harp on the doubt, but we embrace it and, uh, and welcome it. Awesome. Um, you did bring, uh, we're, we are based out of St. Paul, Minnesota, the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So St. Paul, Minneapolis, that whole sphere um to any of our listeners so they know where we're at geographically but you have said that you moved up here maybe in a couple like i don't know three to five minutes kind of just maybe give the listeners like a background where you're from like where you grew up kind of like your background i i know it but it's kind of cool just to let people know like where we all kind of come from and yeah totally that's great yeah so i uh grew up in uh, in Kentucky, in a rural area, uh, Oldham County, just outside of Louisville. And I know that the way that I said the words Oldham County and Louisville are probably... Very Southern. Yeah, dead giveaways to, as to where I'm from. You know I'm really from there. You um, guys got some good whiskey down there. Yeah, we do. Bourbon and whiskey, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though you can't buy it on Sundays, but... Uh, you can't even actually buy it in the county that it's made. No, you can't. Which is no. funny, it's a dry county. Well, it's the Lord's Day. Well, ironically, the Lord will let you drink when you're not resting, but when you're resting on the seventh day, you there can't, you go. You can't have you any should. alcohol. But we'll uh, figure. Yeah, so um, I was in actually some, uh, what they called non-denominational, but it was really more Pentecostal churches, laying of hands, things like that. And then my family settled on a Southern Baptist church, where I went, um, I'm going to say from first grade until I graduated high school. I was a youth group uh, worship leader in high school. I started out just on the praise and worship team in, uh, I don't know, like 7th or 8th grade, and then became the worship leader eventually. It's great. It's a great church, but, you know, uh, I would go there to visit. I wouldn't go there regularly anymore, just for personal reasons. But, uh, 
no disrespect. I used to be very salty and mad at that at that church and That's at that denomination. Salty. I used to be salty, man. I used to be really angry, like well, you guys messed me over. But I came to realize that my teachers, because I was the funny thing is I was in a private school that was in the same building as the church I attended. And so the majority of the kids who went to the school, it was a very small school, but the majority of the kids who went there uh, also attended the church. So it was almost a, it was almost a, like a secluded kind of, um, I don't want to say incestuous, but it's something adjacent to that, an incestuous community of, of, of thought because it was all very insular. That's a better word, insular. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I came to realize that my teachers and my, my Sunday school teachers and my school teachers, which, man, that's saying that out loud is kind of weird, huh? Like a lot mm-hmm. of them, there's a lot of overlap there. But uh, a lot of those those people who were teachers in my life, um, academically or spiritually, were just trying their best, and they really didn't want me to go to hell, and they were genuinely, you know, they weren't malicious in anything they taught me, even though some of it may have been a bit toxic uh, in my upbringing. But anyway, so I was I was raised in that environment, and then I pushed away from that uh, when I went off to college, and I became kind of more new agey and. Um, not new A G, not new Assemblies of God. <laughs> but I'm, I got what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, that's more some, that's some church humor. Uh huh. But yeah, more new age kind of thinking um, throughout college, and then when I moved, uh, my family moved from Kentucky to Kansas while I was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, I only went to college for a year, but I lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where Western Kentucky University is located for six years. Uh, and then I, this is getting laborious. But then I moved to. Uh, to Kansas, and I, I became a, a, a on-staff sound person at a Covenant church, which is really when I, I started returning to Christianity and, at the same time, simultaneously deconstructing my faith. And so I'd go to small groups and be like, they'd be talking about the ascension. And I would literally I'd go to a small group and be like, so you're, you're telling me, and I know you are because I was raised with this presumption, you're telling me that, that Jesus, in a physical form, uh, you know, flew up through the sky and like went through the atmosphere. Like, did his body burn up? Was you know, did he? What happened there? You know, chemically or physically? Um, and and so I just I started asking all these, all these questions. I became more material materialist. Then uh, I went through a lot of uh, personal, emotional, and uh, mental health related stuff um, while I was still in Kansas where I lived for about four years. And near the end of that stint, I became kind of obsessed with Jay Baker. And I decided, you know what, I don't really have any ties um, that would prohibit me from being able to just drop everything and move to Minnesota. And so I did. And my covenant church, my family's covenant church there, where I was employed as a sound person, um, supported me and they they encouraged me. Um, and since then I've, I've visited Kansas again and honestly, I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's true. I was, I was too nervous to go and visit those loving people at that covenant church just because of how much my theology and worldview has shifted since I was there. I was, I, I'm nervous about the questions I would be asked because I have a hard time not being honest. If you haven't noticed, Brian, I don't have much of a filter. What? What? And so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what got me to Minnesota and in contact with you and Jay and working with revolution and subsequently with sacred collective. Yeah. I think it's just, um, amazing how friendships can. So I would say, is it safe to say that you and I became good friends because of Jay? Absolutely. Yeah. He was, he was a catalyst. He was a catalyst and he didn't even know he was a catalyst for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause with not, this isn't going to just turn into a, a Jay Baker fan fest, but like, yeah, how I found out about Jay was when he, did his revolution in Atlanta, and then when it moved to, to Brooklyn, 
And then when I found out that he was moving to Minneapolis, I was like, oh my gosh, that's right next, you know, it's like five miles from my house. And But it, I think it's really cool um, of hearing that in your story and how you came back. Of it. You're way more ballsy than I could ever be. Like, I'm afraid, I, I mean, I'm afraid to move across town, let alone, I'm you impulsive. Know, I don't know if that's a good thing. Let, let alone, you know, eight hours away from, from where I live for yeah. a ministry. Um, but to kind of just wrap it up, because we're actually going to have dinner. Yeah. Um, where do you see you? I know you asked me this, but where mm-hmm. do you see and where do you want the Sacred Collective to go um, next six six to twelve months? That's a great. Yeah, I like how you turned that back around because I was actually not anticipating that at all. Uh, I really wasn't. You're um, welcome. Thanks. I guess I deserve it because I asked you the same thing. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's it is your ship to steer. Uh, I'm very very excited and glad to be. The, a part of it to the extent that I am. I appreciate you bringing me along, um, you know, in, as in the role of a, a producer to UCC events. And we've spoken at a couple different things and we gave a presentation at your church, your home church, uh, St. Paul's here, uh, you know, not too long ago. Um, I hope that it becomes what you want it to become. I hope that it becomes bigger. I hope that it, it aids in your ordainment and I also hope that it does not, to be honest, man, I hope it does not lose its raw, almost punk rock aesthetic. I hope it doesn't lose its, um, the raw realness because as I understand and validate that that can be attractive to some people, but to me that's, I'm, I'm over that. I've kind of been there kind of thing and I don't say it to be pretentious. I just feel like what we're doing here is raw and real and I hope that it is it is shaped by the environment that it is in and the people who are involved with it which I have nothing bad to say about about either of those things. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that and I do like kind of the DIY punk rock for how sure. we're doing that. So, thanks Caleb. Thanks for being part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, find us on social media at sacredmn. Thank <laughs> you.